listening to you, this sounds like as this um, a typical situation of an early adopter and geek yes. who's like this. This 3D printer sucks. It's very loud. It's very noisy. It's very bad quality. Everything about it is difficult. It took me so many hours to assemble. It's just uh, like the, the, the quality is so subpar. It's just, it's just amazing. So what do you think? I love it. Hello, I'm Radek. I'm Michael. And this is the podcast. A sounding board for interesting ideas and insights. We discuss books read and want to share with you. As well as technology and productivity, which is what we do by day working on our app, Nosby. Or whatever else comes to mind. So first up, two quick um, announcements. Uh, one is that this week and next week are the last two episodes of normally scheduled episodes of the podcast. Uh, from that point on, for the next six weeks, we'll release every two episodes because, Michael, what are you doing in August? I'm on sabbatical. I'm leaving my company for a whole month. I'm going to the USA with my family. Yeah, uh, which is something you've never done before, right? With my family, no. I mean, with my wife, yes. With my family, never. Uh, so with my kids as well. And uh, No, I, I mean a six-week sabbatical, not going to the USA. Oh yeah, like the, the the most I could handle leaving my company was for two weeks, and it was hard. So <laughs> so think about me right now for six weeks, trying not to think about the business, or maybe getting a better perspective or fresher perspective on the business because of that. I don't know. We'll see how this goes. I'll report back when I come back. Right, uh, and the second thing is my microphone kind of broke so uh this episode will probably be somewhat noisy on my side sorry about that i uh, will try to fix it yeah we have to order you a new a new mic yeah probably uh the the good times of pre-punching for to fix microphone using violence to fi- fix electronics i think might be over yeah that's, that's why i would never want to you know, like take my microphone on any trip because i would be afraid that on the on these trips it would be vulnerable to lots of you know violence of of being carried around (laughs) because this mic is good but i don't think it's really durable (laughs) it's supposed to be i mean i don't know about yours yours is kind of similar but different but i mean this seems really sturdy and uh but yeah it it always breaks after the trip when it's like uh pretty well shaken up by just the realities of travel then it's always broken but I punch it a couple of times and it fixes itself, but not this time. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but you, I have a different microphone than yours. Yeah, you have a one I think inspired, but like a, of a similar design, but it's a different model. Oh, Okay. I think we'll link in the show notes right. the microphones that we have in case yes. you're wondering. All right. So let's talk about three D printing. Yeah, I see lots of 3D printed objects on your shelf behind you. Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, we don't. You, nobody can see them because we don't offer uh, record video anymore. But you have them there. Yeah, I, I do. And uh, this is mostly stuff I, I printed um, as an order. Like uh, I, I, I collect sort of print print jobs from friends and print stuff. Uh, for them, because when people realize someone in their vicinity has a 3D printer, you realize how much useful stuff you can make uh, with a 3D printer. 
And I'm okay with printing lots of stuff for friends because uh, it's not like 3D printing is is quite a hobby in the sense that it's not it's not trivial. It's not easy. It's not like having a a laser printer and printing paper. That that's boring. It just works. 3D printers don't just work. Uh, they require um, skill and uh, and troubleshooting, and they can be frustrating, and which makes the end result so much more. Uh, satisfying. So having more models to work f- to work with, not just uh, stuff I want to print uh, for myself, gives me more opportunities to practice. Yeah. So uh, so you you're actually printing these things as favors to your friends. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> okay. Um, well, but 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 I mean I really have no clue about 3D printing. I have never had a 3D printer before, ever. I don't have one. Um, and I, would, I wouldn't know which one to buy anyway. Uh, but <laughs> I have seen in action two 3D printers. Well, seen, mm-hmm. kind of seen. Seen by proxy your 3D printer because I've seen the results of a 3D printer. And I have seen mm-hmm. the printer because it was there when these objects are. Uh, and right, right. and my friend uh, in in Madrid, he, he has um, he's a sculptor. He bought a like a more professional 3D printer, and uh, he's 3D printing a lot. And he actually gave me a 3D printed sculpture, kind of thing, or a model for a sculpture, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, um, so I've seen these in action, and uh, it blows my mind that that you call it printing actually, because it's like it's it, right. it's it's manufacturing. Really, it's not printing. Yes. You know, the, the word print doesn't do it justice for me, at least. It's almost like um, miniature scale assembly, uh, because the it, it's it's not as if it like rolls through from one side to the uh, to the other and it's done. Like the way the way those um, uh, amateur three D printers work, it's uh, it's called fused deposition fabrication or something like that. Uh, and so you essentially have um, you have a you have plastic, which is made into a filament, so like essentially like a, a wire spun on a um, on a spool, right? And and then you you jam it with force into a a tiny nozzle, which is heated up by you know to like 200 degrees Celsius or something like that, and you deposit this like continuous line of plastic, right? And so you have this 0.4 millimeter um, string of plastic. And you, that's how you do it, right? You start by drawing a border and a second one and a third one, maybe, if you want, and like drawing in as if you were painting with a crayon, like the, the first layer, and then you go up a little bit, and then you make a second one, again, starting from the border, and then you fill in the, the blanks, and then you keep going up and up, except uh, inside the print, most of it is, is air. You usually do like, 10 or 20 or 30% infill. So you, you just make a, a plastic grid in between of which is just air. And then you finish up in the last layers with like one or two or three or four layers of uh, you know top layers. So you have this plastic thing, but it's not like, um, it's not like professionally manufactured thing that you buy in a store, which is usually injection molding, where you have just a, a whole stream of plastic which is injected into a mold a, a form and it's like perfect right it's like you're you're assembling from a a, a 
uh, a string of of plastic. This this object. Yes, and it's it it looks really strange from for one thing, and second thing, it looks really tedious. Like it's it just looks like lots of work, and it is because these are many hours to just get one small object done, right? Yeah. Uh, so most things I print print between one and a half and maybe three hours. Uh, the largest model I printed so far went on for about eight hours. And it was not that big, right? Um, it was pretty detailed. It was pretty good quality. But it was like, I don't know, like 10 centimeters by six by five. Like it, it was not a big object, right? If you wanted to print something to the full volume of this printer, which is like 25, um, 25 centimeters on, on each side. Uh, so like, like 10, 10, 10 inches uh, cubed, right? Um, then that would take ages. And there, there's plenty of models on the internet that would print for like 24 hours. Wow. And um, from what I, uh, well, well, I think we'll get to this, but from what I remember, um, you actually don't want to leave your house when the printing is on, right? <laughs> All right, so, so, so here's the thing, here's the thing. Let me tell you a few things about my printer. So I bought a printer, which is called Anet A8. You can Google it. And it's a Chinese printer. It's so popular, in fact, that there are cheap knockoffs of this printer, which is really is is a copy of the design of another printer which costs like $700. This one costs $160. But it's popular enough and it's decent-ish enough. It works enough that there's other Chinese companies that that steal the exact parts and everything from this printer, just sell them with like worse quality uh, parts and sell this even cheaper. And this is not a great printer, uh, but it's cheap. And I didn't want to invest like $700 or $1,000 on a better, still amateur printer because I didn't, I wasn't sure if I was going to like it and it's, you know, it's quite a lot of money and it's, it can be difficult to, to sell one of these. So I thought I'm, I'm just going to buy this one. And the thing about cheap 3D printers, like amateur 3D printers in general, is that they're amazingly modular. So this thing is a frame, you know, cut specifically for by this company made out of acrylic and everything else is just a standard part. So you can you can find you know uh, models online uh, like CAD models for frames that you can cut out of metal or aluminum or um, you know wood or um, acrylic and get a list of parts and buy every single one of them individually, just as, as a part, not, not a part for this printer, just a part, a thing that exists on AliExpress or somewhere else, and assemble your own unique 3D printer that's like, there's no other one like this, because it's mostly, it's just, it's extremely modular. And that, that's what I, what I liked about this uh, when getting this, because I knew this is not a great printer, but, it's very malleable. Like you can you can swap any part into a better one if you want to. There's a lot of things you can fix in this printer by 3D printing. Like yeah, for, some, for me, some people, for me, sorry, for me this is mind blowing. Like, like yes. you have a machine that can that can 
essentially create its own parts if need be. Yes. So, like, <laughs> talk about machines building machines. I mean, this is a machine, yeah. you know, regenerating itself because you're just building another piece of the puzzle and you're just replacing it with something better. It's for me when you said that to me the for the first time it was mind blowing. Oh, and and it's not even theoretical. Uh, I mean, th there's been crazy products where almost anything that could be made out of three D print printed plastic was made. Like someone assembled just an insane three D printer that was mostly plastic. That's one, not that, but but still, people on the internet say that this printer is just barely good enough out of the box. Uh, to be able to print parts to make it usable, like actually usable. Uh, and, and, and it's true, like there's a couple of parts I pretty much had to print to get acceptable quality. And this printer, like it takes a lot of work to, to, to set up. You, you, it's, it's not a product in, in, in the sense you expect, that you get a box, you open it, and it's there, or maybe uh, like you get from Ikea that you maybe have a few parts, but it's like you can do it in like, 20 minutes and it's it's done no 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 you get this box with like hundreds of parts this weird small pamphlet uh that's that with instructions that are barely english and it's it took me like 12 hours to assemble all the parts oh and it, it was unusable at that point it took a lot of work to calibrate it to fix a lot of problems to print parts to make it usable to replace the firmware uh also all sorts of work but that's what what it took to get to the point where i'm now where this is actually a, a decently useful printer where uh the work i've done on the printer plus my improving skills in terms of slicing which we'll get to in a moment are such that uh when i prepare a print then i'm reasonably sure that when i put it to print it's going to print fine but that took war. And regarding um, getting back to your, your, your question about me not leaving this uh, alone at home, well, just Google Ain't It A8 Fire on the internet and you'll <laughs> see like a couple of news stories about people's um, printers or houses burning down because this is not a well-designed printer and the electronics for this printer, well, they're, they, they, they suck. It, it has like well-chosen uh, power transistors um, that can overheat. The default firmware, which I fixed, um, has disabled safety precautions that if, if the, the thermometer um, falls out and, and stops reading the actual temperature of the, the nozzle, um, there's a protection that, well, if, if you can't read temperature or it goes too high or it starts dropping rapidly, which again suggests that it fell out, it will stop, every, it will abort. And for some reason, they decided they're going to disable this, this feature. Uh, to so, burn more houses. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, so yeah, this is, this is good stuff, but, but uh, I, w I wouldn't trust it uh, alone without supervision. Yeah, the cool thing was when you put on the printer and we had our design fight, so our meeting. And like suddenly to just it's just a strange noise coming in and we're like, what is this? Who is this? <laughs> and what's your printer? Yeah, one of the other ways in which it is cheap is that it's really loud. Um and that has to do again with, with cheap parts. Um the the motors, uh, the, the controllers for the, the motors uh that control the movement are 
not good. And so, um, like in, in machines like this, when you have like a 3D printer or a CNC cutting machine, uh, you have the, this type of motor, which is called a step motor, right? And so it, when you have a, a normal like electric motor, you just connect it to DC power and it spins, right? Mm -hmm. But the, you can't use it for something like this because you have to know how many rotations exactly, like precisely to like a, a tenth of a degree you've turned because otherwise you'll, you'll, lose, you'll lose position, right? And you have to move back and forth on the machine to print something, right? So you can't do it uh, with, a, with a normal motor. You need a step motor where you apply voltage to two wires and it steps like 1.8 degrees and then you flip the, the, um, the voltage and it steps again. And you, ha you need a, an electronic controller to, to switch the voltage so that it's not actually continuous movement. It, it jumps by like tiny increments. And when you have a cheap, bad uh, controller for this, because it, it steps and it's not continuous, it makes this high frequency and really loud whine. And the, the linear bearings are not good and the fans are really loud. So yes, this is, this is not a great printer and it's really loud. So you really need a noise cancelling headphones. Yeah, uh, God bless uh, cancelling headphones. Uh, but you know, this uh, listening to you, this sounds like as this um, a typical situation of an early adapter and geek yes. who's like this. This three D printer sucks. It's very loud. It's very noisy. It's very bad quality. Everything about it is difficult. It took me so many hours to assemble. It's just uh, like the, the the quality is so subpar. It's just it's just amazing. So what do you think? I love it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that is exactly this. Yeah, uh, it, it, it's awesome, man. Uh, I, I, just, I just, just yesterday, I wanted to, to do this episode today. I've had this printer for three months um, and I just yesterday finished my first one kilogram spool of plastic and I've printed something on the order of 60, 70 parts, not including uh, test prints. Uh, so a lot of things. And, and how, much uh, is, how much is one kilogram of spool of plastic? Something like $20, $20 maybe. Mm -hmm. wow. uh, it, it depends. Like, like generally, um, most people print with this plastic called PLA because it's easy and simple to print with and it's cheap. Uh, there's other plastics you can print with uh, that have uh, different characteristics. There's um, materials that are transparent, materials that can withstand, um, that are harder, that can withstand higher temperature, that can withstand uh, UV exposure, so they're okay for living outside. Uh, there's filaments that are flexible. There's filaments that are... Well, there's a lot of different characteristics, and most of them are, are more expensive, uh, uh, like $30 per kilogram or $50. There's some crazy plastics that cost like $100 per kilogram. Uh, but this stuff costs like 15 to $25 per kilogram. But, but your printer has just one nozzle, right? Only this plastic thing? That's yes. It? Yeah. So, yeah, so, so, so that, that's one of the, the challenges of um, amateur 3D printing is that like when you think about it, how it works, uh, like, like picture a, a T-shape um, model, 
you can't、mm-hmm. do it because、exactly. you can't you can't print in the air. Exactly. I mean, this would this would just drop. It wouldn't. Yeah. Work. Like, so what do you、duh. do? Well,、uh, there's a couple of things you can do.、Uh, first thing is、um, ups and downs. Some, yeah. So, sometimes it's just a matter of、uh, orientation, like preparation for the print. You put it on the side or upside down, and you do it so, so that you avoid the problem altogether.、Um, there's like there's this whole community online of of people、uh, making 3D models.、Uh, Thingiverse.com. It's like GitHub but for 3D models, and there's just It, just like millions, I, I don't know how many, but probably millions of models. Like a- anything you can think of, you can find there to print. Like just there, free, right? And a lot of people designing things to print, design it specifically to be three D printable. So you design things so that you you don't have more than thirty five degrees overhangs, right? So、mm-hmm. like if you picture a a shape Y. Right. Yes. You, you you have like two branches, but they're not. They're the the slope is such that each layer can can、um, uh, can hold on to the previous layer, so it won't drop. So、uh, most prints are actually designed, or you can orient them such such that you avoid the problem. And the third solution,、uh, which is the standard solution, but it's just、uh, it's less than perfect, is to use supports. So you can print these additional support structures, which will hold the the, the parts that would otherwise、uh, drop, and you can just print it like this, and you'll have this like、uh, this zigzag pattern, and then there will be like a tiny air gap between the last layer of the support and the first layer of the thing, sort of、uh, dropping onto it, and and it will bond. Lightly enough that you'll be able to just snap it off,、mm-hmm. but if if it's like complex geometry, then you it's so, sometimes difficult to reach onto the support to like to to break it and snap it off. So that's hard.、Uh, it's not perf- the surface finish will not be perfect, and and you'll get like you'll you'll get little bits sticking out. Like it, it's it's hard to to make it perfect.、Um, So the solution in like more better, like more professional 3D printers is to have two nozzles, and you can have one nozzle with a filament which is、uh, soluble. So、uh, there's this material which is solvent in water, so you can make a print, and you'll have all of the supports made of the material that when the print is done, you just drop it into a bucket of water, wait like for 30 minutes or an hour, it will just dissolve itself. Exactly. This is what I saw in my friend's place because he had the, he had this he has this 3D printer with two nozzles, and one of them is for the real plastic, and the other one for, is for the fake plastics or for the plastic that dissolves <laughs> yeah, itself. Yeah. yeah. And for me, it was also mind blowing to have this kind of plastic, and I I was asking him first, being and you know a completely. Unaware person, I was like, "Why would you need that?" And then I realized, of course, you need that because you have to build layer over la- over layer. So this、yeah. is really a cool hack to have this kind of fake plastic, which dissolves itself later、uh, in 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 water. So、um, yeah,、uh, very cool stuff. But、uh, from what my understanding is that you don't have that, so you have more challenges with your one. Yeah, this is mostly a problem for like sculpture-like things,、mm-hmm. like very detailed models, which. Are not specifically designed to be three D printable, but it's just a model of something. 
um, because then you almost always have some geometries that will not be 3D printable. And so you can support, but again, that's kind of problem. So uh, soluble dual extrusion printers are better for that, uh, but they're more expensive and also the, the support filaments are very expensive. Uh, but yeah. I mean, no, in his case, he's a sculptor and he bought a 3D printer specifically for to try out models, you know, so that he yeah, of doesn't course. have to sculpt them. He can first try out how this works, how this looks like, and then based on that, he can sculpt. So for him, uh, I think this is key that he can like make all these layers and have all the support systems. Yeah, sure. Th th that's different for him. That that's a tool for his job. And, and then that's a, that's a no-brainer. And actually, that's a really cool thing about... Um, about 3D printing that, that you can use it in many different interesting ways. You can just use it to make stuff, but you can use it to prototype stuff that you actually want to do in a, in a different way. So like he, he wants to sculpt it or you can make something like in, in a completely a different medium. Maybe you're at a company that produces like physical things and you want to make injection molded plastic parts, but you first want to prototype it, right? And so 3D printing is great for that. Um, actually, there's a, a ton of uh, other different ways in which you can use uh, 3D printed plastic. So you can you can use um, you can print a negative of your model and use it as a mold to um, to make the actual part you want, like out of wax or something. Or you can use the positive to um, to make the negative mold. Um, like like burn it through, ah. and then pour um, metal, for example, and make something out of metal, uh, like this, like by using a three D printed uh, part as as the the mold. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, that, that's, that's that's clever. Yeah, yeah. Like like you can you can make a a negative out of um, silicon. Uh, then that that's hard to use with with metal. But there, there are some metal alloys that that are really low temperature. But you can also do investment casting. So again, you, you have the 3D printed part, you put sand around it, then you burn through the plastic so the plastic is not there anymore uh, by just pouring metal into it. And the, the place where there was plastic is now turned into metal. And you can Google it or you can find it on, on, on YouTube, people doing, doing stuff like this. So it, it's really quite versatile but um, so basically out of the materials that you can use is just plastic or is there any other material that you could theoretically use also in your printer mm -hmm. so uh, there's a lot of filaments that have um, have not just different physical properties but also different uh, visual properties so uh, there's filaments you can use to, to get a specific decorative effect like other uh, filaments that have little particles of different materials. Like there's wood-like filaments. It's not actually wood. Ah. It, it's plastic. Most of it is is just this plastic, but it has like I don't know, like twenty percent or fifty percent wood particles. And so the printed part has something of a feel of wood. It's not wood, but it looks kind of like wood, just without the wood texture. It it it's, or, or the the visual texture, but but it feels it has the the, the tactile te texture of um, of wood. Uh, there's one with like um, a little carbon fibers, and it so looks kind of like carbon fiber, though it's not. It's still plastic, or with metal particles um, uh, with with different colors to make something that looks kind of like metal, but is actually still plastic. Uh, so there's that. 
There's also a different 3D printers, which uh, which are are made on a very similar principle. So it's it's also like mm-hmm. a line of material that that you that you pour, um, but uh, instead of an extruder like this with, with a hot end, you have something else. So there's 3D printers that can print ceramics, for example. Wow! Right, that, that's not going to be my 3D printer, but 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 you can just just print ceramics, fire it, and you have something made out of ceramics, just with layers. Uh, there's of course um, industrial 3D printers that that can uh, print metal, uh, and then usually aluminium. Uh, not only you can print some pretty pretty insane materials out of it, like for rocket engines or, or something. But instead of um, fusing layers of uh, of like wire, you have this giant bath of metal powder, and then you scan through it with a laser or an electron electron beam to fuse together like the bits of like melt tiny bits of metal powder to turn it into metal that sticks to the previous layer of metal. And wasn't SpaceX doing that? That they had these, uh, they were printing, you know, yeah, they, things for their spacecrafts. They do, they do, yeah. Uh, I, I've seen, I, I've seen some insane 3D printers, like <laughs> not very similar to, to this, but similar idea that that can print like massive structures, that can print layers of concrete and make houses out of it. Uh, I've seen a, a 3D printer that prints. Um, with sugar, that then you um, you pour like silicon or something else over it. You melt the sugar away, and you have these tiny channels where the sugar was that can be used, for example, in biology research. And and those tiny like sugar strips, which are dissolved away, um, wor- work similar to to um, to capillaries, right? To um, like tiny veins in our bodies. So you, you can do a lot with different materials, but with the same concept. For me, like listening to this, it's still strange to call it printing, you know? It still, it still yeah. doesn't, you know, compute <laughs> to call it, you know, this kind of manufacturing printing. Yeah. No, I, I guess pretty printing because it, it sounds familiar and uh, friendly. Um, mm-hmm. Like pe- people in the industry use the term additive manufacturing, uh, but, but it's so dry. Yeah, and this doesn't sound that friendly. No, you're right. No, I, so I was thinking. So, uh, so is you? What do you think? I mean, you're three months in with this hobby. Do you think three D printing, you know, is closer and closer to become more like you know, household like to have like a, that people would actually have their own three D printers and print plasticky thingies uh, for themselves? Um, it it gets better over time. Uh, the prices are are falling and falling for for the last ten years. The prices have been steadily falling. Um, the printers, the amateur printers, have been getting better and better. So um, the the most popular style of an amateur printer is is based on the design of Prusa i3 printer, um, which is you know sold commercially as a product for like seven hundred dollars or something like that, but all of it is open source. So again, it's standard parts, it's plastic parts for which you have like online, they, they just publish the, um, the, the models for, for the parts. So you can make a, a clone. And there's a ton of companies like this Chinese company that make similar uh, printers. And, and so because of that, especially you can compare 
prices of Prusa-style printers over time, and it, it keeps falling. And 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 the, the 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 newest like original Prusa printer has a ton of like new features that solve some of the issues that that would come up with free printing. It has a ton of more sensors so that it can automatically troubleshoot some issues. Uh, so, for example, this cheap printer, uh, like one of the things you have to do is you have to calibrate the distance between the nozzle and the and the print bed, right? Because since you print 0.2 millimeter uh, layers, and sometimes less, like I can print 0.08 millimeter layers, you you can't have the bed tilted or slanted in any way. It has to be adjusted perfectly in all four corners. Well, wow. I have to do this, do this manually, right? It, it take, takes a little bit of tweaking, a little bit of practice to figure out how to do it quick. And then as long as I don't touch it, it lasts a couple of weeks before it messes up again. Right, but but the more expensive printers, they're they're going to have a sensor that will uh, measure the distance in a couple of points and then apply a transformation in software so that it just it just prints. Right, you don't have to calibrate anything. It will sense if something got jammed or it will sense if the power gets cut off. And when you turn power back on, it will be able to continue printing. Unlike this, which will will screw up hours of work. Right. Um, and software gets better. So pretty much all 3D printers are based on this open source firmware that controls the actual 3D printer, and it gets better and better over time. And now there's this transition going to happen that's going to happen in, in the next one or two years from these like really tiny microcontrollers, which are like a couple of megahertz that runs this. We're we're going to transition to ARM processors because they're so cheap that there's no reason not to use them anymore and they have so much com more computing power so you can put more features to make it more just work but then another another part of the equation is the slicer so what, what you have to understand about 3d printing is that the machine is really dumb like it, it, it does not understand the concept of 3d actually it, it has no idea mm -hmm. about 3d models it it can just get a big list of instructions uh, in the form of move to the to this point in x y z axis in this speed while extruding this many millimeters of plastic. That that's all it understands. So when you have a three D model, you put it through a program or an app, I guess, on on your computer, which is called a slicer, which changes the 3D model into this list of instructions and changes it into layers and the exact movements of the extruder. Ah, calculates all that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and slicers, like the quality of slicing is a huge part of the quality you're going to get. And slicers are getting better and better too. Uh, they're still really complicated. You have three popular open source, like uh, free slicers. And... They're not super great. The UI is not super great. And they have this basic mode where you have just a couple of switches. And it probably is not going to give you good results. But then you go into advanced mode and it has like 3,000 billion options that you have to you know, learn most of them and figure out what you need when to get actually good result. And you learn over time how to tweak the settings of the print to optimize either for printing as quick as possible to get the best visual quality print or the um, 
the the strongest physic like mechanically print and to avoid certain issues that you have in certain geometries but this is going to get smarter and smarter over time as more and more people work on it and as more time passes by so i don't think we're we're going to see in in the foreseeable future 3d printers like in every household but I definitely can see in the, in the next five to 10 years, a 3D printer being something everybody has access to through a friend. Like maybe not everybody has this, but like mm-hmm. one in 50 people is going to have it, right? And like, like it's, it's not going to be as easy or as cheap as, as laser printers or, or inkjet printers, but it's going to be cheap and easy enough that you'll almost surely have some friend that that felt like yeah i'm going to spend 200 dollars to get this printer and it's going to to work much better than 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 this and also the thing is that it might solve lots of issues or problems that you know instead of buying a product you would just print something you know especially small things like sometimes you need like very small stuff you know for your kitchen for your home office for you know the small gadgets more whatever and then very often it's, it i think it might be feasible to just print it instead of just getting yeah. it right so do you want to hear a uh, a list of, of things i printed yeah let's finish with that yeah all right so um first category printer improvement so print made to make the printer better um i printed belt tighteners so uh the movement in x and y axis is done using um, belts, right? So you have a motor and then a belt with with teeth, right? And it moves back and forth. Uh, but the problem is that out of the box, the belt would not be tightened. You, you could not actually tighten it. And if the belt is not tightened, it acts as a spring. And all of the sharp corners are not sharp because the printer overshoots and then gets back. So I printed the belt tighteners. I printed the spool holder. So the, the spool of plastic didn't work super great. Uh, found and printed part that made it better. There's a, a little button. So you have this button that, that you press hard. It's not, it's not an electronic button. It, it's just like you press a part of a mechanism to, uh, to get the filament out if you want to swap it. And the, the spring inside is, is really tough. And there's just like a, uh, a screw coming out. So you'd hurt your, your finger using it. So I printed the button to make it actually work better. I printed little stiffener parts to uh, stiffen the the construction of the printer. I mm-hmm. printed a power supply case because out of the box, the way this printer works is you would have a power cable that has a you know a wall plug at the end, and on the other hand, you'd have three bare copper cables that you screw into the uh, the power supply. And so, first of all. This printer is so cheap, it doesn't even have a power switch or a power socket. It just plugs directly into the wall. And if you want the noise to stop, you have to get the plug out. So I bought a socket and a switch and then printed, uh, again, you, you can find all of it online, a case that goes around the power supply that makes it less dangerous and and holds this uh, socket and crazy switch yeah 
uh, I printed a better fan duct. So you have two fans, one that uh, keeps the extruder cold and one that keeps the printed, um, printed part cold. Because you have to really manage heat in a 3D printer. You need the mechanisms to stay cold, you need the, the printed plastic to stay cold, but you need the nozzle to stay hot. So you need to cool here, heat here, and then as soon as the plastic comes out of the nozzle and fuses with the layer below, it needs to solidify immediately. Otherwise, it's not going to be good quality. And the fun duct that came out of the box, it was not great. So I printed a better one. Uh, <laughs> I have a um, couple of uh, other things on the list to, to make. One of them is a razor scraper. So those, um, those printed parts, some... They, they, they tend to get stuck really well to the, to the print bed because if they don't get stuck really well, they can come off and the result is going to be much worse. So yeah, uh, I found online mm -hmm. a model for a scraper to where you put a, a razor, uh, like in the ones that, that you'd use back in the day in a uh, double-edged uh, uh, safety mm -hmm. razor, like this, this really thin razor, and just use it as a scraper to get in underneath the model and like scrape it off uh, and a better spool holder because right now this is still not great I, f I found a better one so that's printer improvements <laughs> next category home improvement uh, I I made these real drawer rails so the, the thing is that I, I, I bought this like the 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 ten dollar IKEA desk uh, or not desk mm -hmm the $10 IKEA table to put the, the 3D printer on because it's kind of big. And there's a couple of parts and tools that you often need next to the 3D printer for 3D printer uh, use. But I don't really have a good place to put it in. But I had this plastic box that was just about perfect for it. So I printed this real, I designed and printed, um, so that was not a, a model I, I could find online. Uh, I print these little rails that I put underneath this table so that the box can slide in and slide out perfectly. And so there's this fake drawer, this, this tiny like shelf, well, not shelf, a, a drawer uh, that didn't exist before. That's one thing. Nice. I printed a power strip holder. So underneath my desk, there was a whole mess of cables. And I have this power strip that was part of the problem. I didn't have a way to, to mount it like underneath the desktop so that it's just hidden from view. So I made it, I designed and printed these two parts that just hold it and I could screw it uh, into the wall, or, or the, the wall of, of the desk. And next up, door holder. So I have this, this um, door, which, because this building is old, all the walls are crooked. And this door, for the last 15 years, had the tendency to just close itself. No matter what you did, no matter how much you tried to calibrate the, the mechanism, it would close itself. So the way I solved it over the last 15 years would be with uh, a little dumbbell, right? Like a one kilogram dumbbell yeah. that would just sit here to prevent it from closing. And I thought, you know what? Let's use magnets. So I designed and printed these two parts, one that goes on the, the floor, one that goes on the door, that have embedded neodymium magnets inside. I figured out a technique to to stop the printer at just the right layer, to insert a magnet inside or some other part, and then keep printing so that it prints over it. So the magnet wow. is inside, right? And now the door, when you open it, the magnets keep it open. 
It's amazing. <laughs> I printed for a, a friend um, a fix for a broken fridge shelf. So there was a fridge, and you have this this like glass like this this plastic t- transparent shelf, but the the walls of the pr- of the not the printer the 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 the, f- the fridge are going like uh, deeper than the rest of the wall, so there, there there would be this plastic part sticking out of the the shelf to to keep it like as a rail, right? Yeah. But the, the part broke. The original part broke. So the friend designed a replacement, and I printed four of them for each of the corners, and the problem is solved. Wow. Next category useful not home improvement things uh i printed for a friend a phone holder for playstation or maybe that was xbox pad so that well you have this part that holds the pad oh, yeah right and a hinge and above the hinge you have this part that's uh, uh, you have these two parts that are held together with rubber bands that you can sort of open put your phone in and the rubber bands just just keep it keep holding it right the fun thing is that the uh, what what makes the hinge work is a a screw and a nut, and even that was printed out of plastic, and it, it, it works perfectly. Like it, the 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 nut would would spiral along the the, the screw perfectly. Wow! Another thing um, for another friend uh, was a paintbrush holder. So there's this little stand you can see Michael in the background. Uh, they're just like a stand with like little recesses for individual uh, paintbrushes and the same at the top. So you can just put it in and you can have your multiple paintbrushes. And there's a, a, a tray for, for this like specific brand of plastic paints. So you can organize them and not have a whole mess. Again, like the most obscure thing you can think of, uh, find it on, you can, you can almost surely find it on Thingiverse. Um, or a thing my parents asked me for, uh, like tablecloth clips for the the allotment we have. Like the, the, there's this uh, table, yeah, yeah, which, I know, I know, yeah, mm-hmm. which is custom made and it's kind of crooked and we couldn't find the right tablecloth clips. But you can find them online and print them, and it works. Um, another category, uh, what you can do, one of the fun things you can do with 3D printing is is not just making things for the printer and like little home improvement things and useful things. You can also make uh, nice things, like pretty things, like um, decorative things. And they're often cool as little gifts. Like, you know, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not big on, on giving and receiving gifts uh, because it's, it's usually sort of feels forced. Like you, you buy a little thing, a trinket, and it's sort of useless, right? But when you 3D print it, you really put a smile on somebody's face because it, it, it feels like it's made just for you. Even though you, I didn't do it with my hands, it's still like I, I and my machine friend... You sculpted it. Yeah, I and my machine friend made it. Like just this unique thing just for you. And it really makes people happy. Uh, so you can, you can make little sculptures that remind you of someone. So for example, uh, there's this... Uh, um, friend of the show, Kamil Koza, and his last name, Koza, uh, means goat in Polish. So I printed this like really awesome uh, low polygon goat for him. Um, mm-hmm. Or for another friend, I, I printed this, this uh, quite detailed model of a brain, which underneath turns out it's also a bottle opener. <laughs> ah. um, 
I printed as a gift a a little Instax photo holder. You know Instax? It's it's like um it's like Polaroid but smaller and cuter. Oh yeah. Right? So you you have this this little um camera that, oh, yeah, that yeah my my daughter just got got got, yeah. got this instax uh camera for her communion yeah mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. It, it's it's really cute Ma- makes everybody uh crazy on on parties it's really fun and uh, i i i uh, i printed this this little sort of stand this this holder for for a uh, instax photo um or i think that 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 we do uh, with friends sometimes is we play board games all night and i would print a trophy for the winner of a board game um, that, that's something that reminds me of the board game. So, for example, we'd be playing a game which is called Terraforming Mars. So I'd print a model of a Tesla with a Starman. Like the one in, uh, Elon Musk sent in March to orbit around Mars, right? Uh-huh. So there's that. And, um, another, another, um, hot category in terms of the, the, the print jobs I'm, I'm getting is stuff for board games or RPGs. A little decorative stuff. So uh, one thing I, I printed um, is um, like a, a set of pe- an extra set of pieces for a board game. So for example, you have board games like I don't know, like uh, Carcassonne, where you have like different colors of all the pieces, and there's not enough colors, right? Because there's too many people among friends or family. So you download the models and you print an extra set of pieces and you know gray in my case have gray plastic or you can print a ton of like little extra helper stuff for board games that that are often annoying that they're not there like little organizers for boxes because in complex board games you tend to have like hundreds of of parts like little tiles and and plastic or wooden pieces and and stuff like that and it's difficult to organize all of it in the box so there's that or like card holders for players like you have many games where you have um you have your own cards or tiles or something like that, and you have to keep them hidden from uh, from different players. And there's a little like stands that you can put them in, they can print. Or there's games where you have tiles that that you you arrange on the table, and when there's lots of them, they tend to get messed up. Like you you accidentally you know touch one of them, and the whole sort of map, the whole board gets messed up. You can print little trays that that you know stick together so that the that the tiles don't get messed up, right? And mm-hmm. I'm getting a ton of um, print jobs for like little things for RPGs, like pieces of scenery and whatever, a ton. Okay. So for now, that's my list. Yeah. Wow, so many things that you can print. So um, well, I hope it give, gives you know our listeners some ideas of. Of a future hobby, um, uh, and if you are a listener and you are 3D printing, you know, send Radek an email and let him know <laughs> that you're using it and that you're doing it. Yeah. Uh, for me, it's still a, a curious thing to observe, but um, I think you're right. I mean, this is really cool. Again, more power to the masses to be able to print your own stuff and print things. Yeah.